This is episode 25 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, we talk about the calm before E3, our inspirational games, and we play grades. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Jeff. I'm Mitch Best Chewbacca. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Nick. And this is episode 25 of the podcast. We're a quarter um, of a century old. Yeah, we are a quarter of a century. So. Finally rent that car now and take that road trip we've always wanted to. <laughs> it was funny. I was thinking about it today because I'm like, how many of these will we do? You know what I mean? Because I'm like, in some point, some point we might just quit. But what if we just kept going and like, you know. To like okay. a year and a half from okay. now, we've done like a hundred. Okay, is- this was this is what I was about to bring up. I I just <laughs> thought about that when you were saying that. Um, if we get to a hundred, I think we need to do a live in person podcast. That'd be cool. That's cool. Everyone come to Tampa. <laughs> You jerk. Called it. You gotta do it now. <laughs> but I, I think I you think the rules in this case. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the center of gravity is Texas. Yeah, which, which sucks for oh. me. It's like farther than anyone has to go. Let's go to New Orleans or something like that. Eddie, Let's... can I stay with you? No, wait, I'm going to stay with Nick, and we can party like bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my house would be kind of boring. We can be <laughs> after, StarCraft after bros. <laughs> yeah, when I say party like bros, I mean like play StarCraft and drink beer all day. <laughs> okay, how about this? I will hang out with Nick and Mitch, and then I will go to Eddie's to sleep. <laughs> That would make that more could sense. Work. That could that work. Work. And, and have Eddie's wife cook me dinner. Whoa. Wow. Dude, he's just calling dibs on everything now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I've known her for like 14 years. She's never cooked me dinner. And now that she's like a home wife, I'd like to see the results. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say about her? I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> going weird places. <laughs> I want to see how she cooks. She has a degree, sir. Yeah, dude. She has a <laughs> master's degree. She's like, Gender rights, bra. She can cook you some knowledge. <laughs> oh, you man. tell Jen I want to her to cook. Okay, now you just sound needy. I, I think we need least, to move on. At least Whenever she's the one that the... calls and orders the pizza. <laughs> at the very nice. least. Whenever I hear the word cook now, all I think about is breaking bad. So <laughs> that's probably bad. <laughs> oh, I need to see that show. Very yeah. good. Is it on Netflix? No. no. Damn it. Okay. He's over it. He's <laughs> over it. <laughs> Forget it. Cast is already gone. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk too much um, about some about like a bunch of gaming stuff before we get to the game. There actually hasn't been a lot, um, a lot of gaming news lately. It's kind of weird. Like, usually it- if I go through a week and I haven't looked at a gaming site in like three days, I feel like I've missed a bunch. You know, but then shit. Yeah, well, I think we're at the we're almost at like the, the pre E three. Yeah, exactly. That's we're kind of quiet before the storm. Right. It's like nine. It's like nine weeks away. So yeah, I mean, it's like the it's like like if you consider E three like a black hole, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> maybe well, we're yeah, like the event horizon it? now. I don't know. <laughs> like, I gotta be black, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we're already at that point because I've even seen people tweeting African about American hole. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds weird. Are we gonna cut that, that out? Sounds good. Please, <laughs> just lay some music in over that. Part. <laughs> you know, a nice fat beat, something for the ladies. Yeah, like right in the middle of the mid talk. 
No, it was the Quantic Dream said that they're talking to Sony about an announcement. Um, And then Major Nelson tweeted maybe a week or two ago saying only 10 weeks to E3. So we're actually, I mean, you know, it might be right, but it sounds like people in the industry are already thinking about it. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, of course they are. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see all the game that Microsoft is going to bring to E3. <laughs> Dang! Wow, the hate begins early. Hey, Mitch, saw too, which is an odd. An M-rated Connect game. I mean, that's for hardcore gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it because I didn't bother to click on the headline because I saw the words Connect and immediately. <laughs> You're like, eh. <laughs> you know, like, oh, M-rated. Ah, yeah. uh, fuck that. <laughs> well, in terms of actual gaming news, uh, it's not really news, but. You know, Anthony did his poll the other day about most anticipated April release, um, which, you know, I I really didn't expect anyone to pick anything other than Portal 2, but you know, maybe Mortal Kombat, maybe a SOCOM 4, but what, the none of the above, like, does that mean they're not excited about any April release? But that's not the question. <laughs> also, the question Anthony, is why one? is there a none of the above and another? Yeah, Anthony. Because... Other is like there's a different game, and none of the above is just like I'm not excited about anything. Okay. So, so basically, th- those are the people with no emotions whatsoever. So five people hate robots. Hate a month of <laughs> those are the those are the robots on our site. Yeah, fighting <laughs> up for LA Noir, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, what else is even coming out in April that anyone could have put other for? I, dude, I I searched all the different like sites I could find for April releases, and there ain't fucking shit other than those three. Because <laughs> I was like going to put like four or five, and I'm like I got nothing else. You know, so that's, I don't think there's anything. Sword and sorcery for the iPhone. Like I said, I don't know anything about that game, but I keep hearing about it. It all, yeah, all I know is that it looks very strange and it's all pixelated. And some people love it and some people think it has like no content. Hmm. But it's sufficiently vague that I still know nothing about it, but (laughs) I I do want to hear more now. It's got really cool uh, music. And the graphics, like it's got a really nice, unique graphical style. It's it's all like classic pixelated characters, but everything is really detailed for pixelation. So it's got like really nicely done backgrounds and stuff like that. I just read a review that like said the puzzles weren't very deep. Um, <laughs> I, I think the reviewer was accusing it of being like something only hipsters would love. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm, makes sense. Puzzles need to be deeper. <laughs> well, I literally was waiting for that. Like I was like, I was looking at my watch, like three, two, one. Well, I want to be, I want to be polite and let Jeff finish his thought. I that's that's when this countdown started. <laughs> when Jeff that's, finished, but that's going to be a that's going to be a new part of the drinking game. Yes, is when Mitch says <laughs> we have to go deeper. Yeah, we take a shot maybe. because yeah. it yeah. only happens uh, once a podcast. No, no, he doesn't overdo it at all. I, I'm yes. being serious. Kind of looking forward down the line to like other release dates. I don't know if you guys saw um, that. I don't know how to pronounce this. Mojang. I don't Mojang, know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's isn't it Swedish? It might have. They might pronounce oh. their J's weird. Mojang. <laughs> not weird. Sure. They pronounce them like they like Swedish people do. No, like weirdos do. It's not American. <laughs> we have to. But, be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they announced that uh, Minecraft's going to launch on the same day as Skyrim. Which I thought was pretty funny. Oh wow! Wait, launch as in it's not already launched. It's going to be what the one. What's one a, it's in beta right now. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's that's so bizarre that it. 
I, I guess I knew that, but <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, so it's going to launch on the same day as Skyrim. You know what would be wild is if it matched or came close to matching in sales, which wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it would, but it wouldn't, you know? Well, yeah, because it's not also it's not going to be $60. Yeah. So but the thing is, it's already made what it's made. It's already had 2 million downloads and it's made over $33 million so far. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, is, is all of those people already bought the game. That's true. So technically like what are day of release sales going to be not very good probably because everybody already bought it. But do you count all of those sales towards, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. And like, is there going to be something so incredibly compelling about the 1.0 version that will convince people who were on the fence about it to get it? Like that's, that's the thing. I guess I didn't yeah, even and also, I read the articles about it. I'm, I imagine not everybody who bought the beta will buy the, you know, the actual game because you may, you know, some people may be happy with what they have. Some people will maybe, Oh, I, this isn't what I expected. I don't like this. You know what I mean? Well, no. When you buy the beta, you buy the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. part of the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, get you the just whole thing. pay. You pay less. Like if you bought the alpha, it's less than the beta and less than the actual release. Oh, okay. I see how it works now. Then I'll shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> you're gonna earn us an explicit tag, man. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should already have an explicit tag. <laughs> said the F word before. Remember that time Jeff went off on everybody? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> That was back in the back in the few days. Damn. Um, no, it's. I, I like that their tagline is "us too," which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Damn. You know what this made me do? Just, just made me just remember that uh, Anthony Carboni reviewed Minecraft for us on the site. He did. That was very nice of him. We should have him on the podcast sometime if he if he's not too big time for it. We should. I think he's probably too big time for us. He might be too big time for us. I will clean up my language for him. Also, okay, here's the only problem I would see is that would be a lot of people in one podcast. We'd have to we'd have to ask our Anthony to leave so we don't have two Anthony's. <laughs> what the flip? There could be only one. <laughs> yeah, there's too many hey. Anthony's. Maybe we won't make them fight for it. Man, freak we'll you guys. Like this. <laughs> like that Star Trek fight music from the 60s. It'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Gabe Newell's most inspirational games that actually got a good bit of comments. So um, he named his three most inspirational games kind of as a gamer slash designer um, to be uh, Star Trek on a <laughs> on a mainframe. They would like print it. Him and his brother would like print out cards and oh, do Star Trek moves, which is kind of why I don't even understand how that works. Um, but they would do that in school and then Doom. Uh, which he said totally made him change change his mind on what games could be in terms of control screens and or control uh, schemes and like the way they drew you in and then Super Mario sixty four which convinced him that games are art and he says that the controls are still unrivaled. Wow. Yeah, which I actually kind of agree with. Like, right. Like nothing has made me feel like Mario sixty four did when. I played it and like when you when you we've talked about it before in the podcast even when you get into that zone you know um it's crazy that like one of the first three games you know yeah yeah well we've talked about this it. before yeah with with mario 64 and with uh ocarina of time how it was like all right we have to figure out how to do this 
we're the we're the first people or one of the first people to start doing 3D and then you nail uh, it with the control <laughs> scheme and both of them nail it yeah and then like and then all of a sudden down, they, yeah yeah it, and then they influence everything that comes after them and it's like they were the they were the first ones. Like they should have <laughs> fucked up. Like, well, it was also like all yeah. down from there for the, the sixty-four, though. So, yeah, very like true. They, so. It never lived it, up. It, to that it did help that they designed a controller specifically for Mario sixty-four and nothing else. Mm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that really helps out a lot. But it's still that doesn't take anything away from what they did. It was really amazing. It just yeah. screwed the system for every other game. <laughs> So what would you guys say are kind of like your most inspirational games then? I mean, I know some of you left comments on here. Um, Anthony just said Face. You're not going to make fun of me (laughs) for Assassin's Creed 2. Face is a character from the uh, X-Wing thing. So I was commenting on the X-Wing books there. Well, so in in our cases, what do you mean inspirational? Because Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite an answer. Just in terms of like, for me, like as a gamer or like, just in general as a gamer, like, and as like a creative person, like Kotor, Final Fantasy, and just as a gamer, Counter Strike, because I still compare every every multiplayer game to to the way Counter Strike made me feel when I played it. You yeah, know? maybe for us because we're not like creators of games, so influential might not be the right word, but maybe yeah, yeah. games that change the way you view games. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be a good way to say it, or like like games that are kind of. Uh, there was before this game and after this game. That's like a good way land, of putting it. Landmark yeah, games. Yeah. Uh, for for you personally, not for, you, for like yeah. what you think in the industry was a before and after game, but like for you, you're like, there was everything before Final Fantasy VII, and then there was everything after Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy VII. Like, yeah. So for wow. me, it was KOTOR, Final Fantasy VII, and Counter Strike. Right. And Super Mario sixty four probably on that too, but I I've, I think I've said that in other posts, so I wanted to not include hmm. it. Right. 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 And so, wait, what did Mitch say here? He said, uh, Ocarina of Time, Assassin's Creed 2, and Gears of War. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It's well, from I think... Gen. You're not a real gamer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the, my Gears of War one is the one that, you know, Gears of War changed a lot of things for me. Because, like, I said that was the first next-gen game I played. And it, would, it was just so different from all the games I had played in previous gens. Like, you had your first-person shooters. Like, I've got, like, Counter-Strike and stuff. But once I made that jump to gears of war 2 like there was nothing i could compare that to that was like a wholly new experience a uh, whole new experience for me a holy it was it was religious <laughs> <It was awesome. laughs> i yeah i knew i was i knew that choice of words was gonna be holy curb stop <laughs> trying to share my feelings you guys i would like to pray for ponochicho uh, may your curb stumps be brutal. Did i tell that story on the podcast or after the podcast i think after but i don't know i love it anyway yeah, it was one time I was playing Gears of War, and there was like this dude from another country, and he was being ridiculous. And then he kept asking people to like stop and pray before we like did matches. And then he started like praying for his teammates, and I was one of them. And my name, my name is Pinocchio. And then he was like, "I would like to pray for Ponochicho. May his curb stomps be brutal. May his lancer attacks be swift and sharp. You know, just stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, he, and like we're all like dying laughing, and he's like praying for each of his teammates. As I we have start to be honest. I have done that on Call of Duty or Halo Reach or something like that after hearing that story because I thought that was so funny. Oh, nice. Would like to pray for Ponochicho. Um, oh, for my uh, <laughs> just added letters to my name. <laughs> Ponochicho. For my inspiration. Yeah, Anthony, go. Let's hear this. I think um, Grand Theft Auto 3. 
mm-hmm. because nice. there was like you said that's a before and after like after Grand Theft Auto really 3 is. yeah that's that was like this is this is something special here and um actually Final Fantasy the original 2 but now Final Fantasy 4 for the Super Nintendo um that uh because I, I really like the first Final Fantasy, but when I, I put that, my mom brought it home, she's like, oh, I rented you this game, I thought you might like it, and it was Final Fantasy 2, so I put it in, and then, you know, like, the, the story starts with, like, the cinema, and you have to, like, wait a little while for the story to develop before you can actually play, and I was just like, oh my god, this is, it, like, blew my mind. So, um, that, and for a third game, I would probably say something like, probably, like, um, Super Mario Brothers three with the world map and all the different like little secrets and the way that was set up and everything that was a pretty influential game for me. oh yeah no I'd, I'd agree on super mario brothers three i um when i was a kid <laughs> that was the game that i played over and over again I, I had i had it down to i could beat it in like three hours and i was you know so on a sunday i'd be like all right time to sit down and play through all of Super Mario Brothers three, with or without warp whistles. Oh, with warp whistles, or no, or what is it? Not warp whistles, but there's like secrets or warps or something. Yeah, no, it's it's, so warp. it's, it's warp, warp whistles. Okay, so warp whistles. There you go. Yeah, that's, what it's. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that fun. Um, so I'd I'd say that maybe uh, Resident Evil two because when I didn't play games. Oh, now you make me want to say Resident Evil four. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but like in, during that long period in between, like the Super Nintendo era and the Xbox 360, I didn't really play video games very much. You know, I, I played them here and there, but it was like you know one a year maybe. And the Resident Evil games were the only ones in that gen in the PlayStation gen that like grabbed me. So I really, I, I have really fond memories of playing all of those. And then um, I, I kind of want to say Portal, just because it's like. Hmm. That was such a cool, you know, revelation. Well, that was probably one of the first games you played when you got came back into this gen too, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was like I played Bioshock, and then I played a little bit of Mass Effect, and then I played Portal. Because I want to say I, I did my that's a, first- that's a that's a welcome back to gaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing about Mass Effect was the first time I, I played it, I, I rolled badly, and I, I went to Novaria first, and it was not a good. Oh time. yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, but I was yeah, worried that, we're gonna. You were done with games after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a good way to get back in. You know, sit down one afternoon and play like you know because Portal is what like four and a half hours, something like that. Yeah, it's Portal. Good. I beat all in one sitting, and yeah. I was I was that was like that's the way to do it. Like I don't. It's actually the only like it's it's actually the only this generation game that I have played through two times entirely. Like I haven't done that with anything else. Like you even short, even short stuff. Because you said that you played in one sitting, and then and then you also talked about the Super Mario Brothers three. I remember that that used to be a thing. Like with games, you could just sit down, and it was like I'm going to play. Like I used to just beat Mega Man two. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was like I'm going to beat oh, Mega, Mega Man two. Is really hard, Eddie. Yeah, I would just beat it. I was like, I'm nice. just gonna sit down and do this, and I yeah. would, I would sit there and play it until I was done, and I did that like, like once a week, just because mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> also, jumping off from that, it's funny how like when you like say first played the original Super Mario Brothers for this, you know, the Nintendo, and you could play it for like a couple of hours, and then like now I could beat it in like 12 minutes, you know, using all the warp zones and just zooming right through all the levels. I mean, I literally could beat that game in 15 minutes if I can remember the right path at the very last dungeon, you know, to take. Like it's just funny how you start off like 
oh, this game is so epic and everything. And then you're just like, eh, I'll I'll beat it and then I'll have a snack. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, what would you say were your kind of landmark before and after this game? That was a good way of putting it. There was. It's so hard for me because I feel like there's almost like eras of my landmark games. Like, I feel like there's like my childhood named three. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I feel like if it's like my childhood, then I'd be like, uh, you know, I'd say I'd say Sonic Two because that was my game that I that I would beat constantly. Like I'd just beat it like twice in a day. Like I don't know why I was just like, oh, I'll just beat it again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like for me, that's like Sonic Two, uh, uh, Wolfenstein 3D, and like Civilization. Damn. Kind of, ch- or, or maybe even Warcraft th- Two, Warcraft Two like changed kind of like how I view gaming but then at the same time then you like move up and then there's like Metal Gear Solid Symphony of the Night Final Fantasy 7 like then it's like it that. shifts every every you know every now and then you'll hit another game that's like what and blood right. yeah. see I felt like I, I picked something from each like era that's what, so yeah so what yeah. I think what I think what I'm going to do I think I'm going to say I think I'm going to drop um <laughs> push I'm gonna think I'm gonna push. No, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say um, Warcraft Two. Mm. I don't even know um, if I played Warcraft Two. Because here's the thing: I kind of want to say Warcraft One, but Warcraft Two was like Warcraft One, but like so much better. And then it was, and then you could it was say more Star- Warcrafts. It was more Warcrafts. <laughs> <laughs> but like you had like the sh- you had ships and stuff, and like it was like it was a, a lot better. Um, and the graphics were so much better. But like it was. That Warcraft One and Warcraft Two, I bought like in like a battle chest set or something, and and it was like the first time I'd ever played an RTS game. Like it was like, oh, okay. Like I'd play Civilization, but like I'd oh, never played. How old played... were you? I don't. Uh, I don't. When was when were those games out? I was probably like ten, maybe. Um, Just trying to imagine ten years. Old Nick playing playing some Warcraft. Playing, I know. I was so I was fast forward almost twenty years later. Nick just playing Starcraft. Starcraft two. two. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else changed. imagine ten year old Nick with a beard? Because I, I did. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh, because the thing is, is I could say Starcraft one, but I feel like without Warcraft two, that that doesn't you know Starcraft doesn't happen. So um, I'm going to go Starcraft two. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think I got to go Metal Gear Solid. And I guess seven. FF7? I guess seven. I'm going to go with seven, too, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like that's too, like, PlayStation heavy, but. See, I almost put Metal Gear Solid, but I was like, eh, it's, you know, those two came out, like, in the same year almost. I know, but, like, they just, like, that, that that changed gaming for me. Those two games. I don't know. I feel like there was. I feel like that. Like for me, like Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid combo, combo game. <laughs> the like, combo, like the combo of that. Like there's everything before that and everything after that. Like basically, what I'm trying to say is there's like cinematic games and there's before cinematic games. Like yeah, kind of. I don't know. No, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could pick a different one. And then just pick seven or Metal Gear Solid, but I just don't know what to go with. So that's that's what I'm gonna go with. 
what's funny, like I'm actually jealous of of Jeff that you were able to have because you were out of gaming and that you then you were able to like have Portal and then have that. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of the last time I felt like that. Like oh, there was everything before this and there's everything after. Like I can't remember the last time I felt that way. Yeah, it doesn't. I guess Mitch, you've had it pretty anymore. recently too. Yeah. You know. Well, one of the nice things about it was that I had literally, you know, I had the Wii before that, but it was sort of like the appetizer in a way. Yeah. Because you know? I, I, those first couple of games that I played on the Wii were, were great games. I, I felt like um, Mario Galaxy and, and Twilight Princess and then like whatever two or three other games that I got my hands on before I ran out of shit to play. Um, but yeah, no, it was kind of perfect. When I, when I got on the 360, it would literally like it had hit a good level of quality games that were already like out and cheap. You know, I think I picked up Bioshock for 20 bucks when I got the, the 360. It was literally, I think I, I bought Bioshock and Mass Effect with the 360. I was like, okay, I know for a fact that these are, you know, they're system sellers and they're already on sale for ridiculously cheap used. So yeah, no, it was, it was well-timed on my part to decide to get back into to the swing of things. It's very exciting. Yeah, that's... And now I, and now I have every system. <laughs> my, bro- my brother, you know, has two PlayStation 2s, one of which is Japanese. Right? Two. Um, <laughs> we have enough gaming systems in our, our house, I believe. All right, Nick, <laughs> you just want to jump into the game. Yeah, we can uh, we can jump into the game. The thing the thing about the last thing is I still wish there was a game that I could think of. Mm. Um, okay. Well, this week we are going to play Grades. We actually haven't played Grades since the Drunk Cast. So, oh wow! <laughs> oh, be a very different, different kind of Grades. So I felt like. Um, you know, I felt like enough time had passed. Yeah. Our, our souls had mended. Yeah, that we could um, that we could redo this. So hey, let's just pick a let's just pick a number for us to do for us to do the next one, next drunk cast. Just pick a number. Oh, uh, thirty. Uh, thirty is 20, probably the thirty. Yeah, twenty-six. 30. 30. <laughs> no, not twenty-six. Thirty. Thirty's fine. Um, thirty seems 30 more should be natural. Fine. That's when I got really drunk. I turn 30. There you go. I think actually a lot of people get really drunk when they're 30 because they're like, holy shit, I'm getting old. I'm going to die. And then they get wasted. Yep. I threw up at the bar. Wow. Wow. Okay, 30. I never threw up at the bar. 30. All right, Nick, continue. I'll okay. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, nothing. So. What'd that mother freaker say? <laughs> See, I cleaned it up. <laughs> so, great. There are four stories. There are four of you. This will work out nicely. The first story, um, I guess this just came out today, but it seems that um, there's going to be a Mass Effect anime movie set for 2012. So I thought... Hey, we like Mass Effect, and I know we weren't supposed to talk about it anymore, but this is a little bit different. This is not like Mass Effect 2 DLC for the sixth time. So, um, I was curious what you guys thought about this. Just to clarify, EA and Bioware are working with Funimation to, to do the anime. Is it like an actual thing with Shepard? Have they said anything about that? I don't think they've actually said anything about that. Um, 
it's very, very vague, at least in the story that I read. An epic science fiction adventure set in a vast universe filled with dangerous alien life and mysterious uncharted planets. Okay. There you go. Vague. Wow, that sounds like every sci-fi thing ever. Yeah, so it's going to be a sci-fi movie. That's That's animated by Japanese people. Whatever happened? Wasn't there supposed to be a Dragon Age anime? Yeah, uh, Yeah. supposedly it's supposed to come out sometime this year. So we'll we'll see. So uh, let let's start this. Yeah, I guess after that we'll we'll be able to grade better. But let's just fuck it. Let's just do it now because the story came out this week. Do it live. We'll do it live. So we're gonna start with Eddie. Uh, Eddie, grade the Mass Effect anime movie coming out in 2012. C. Mitch. F. (laughs) Jeff. Sorry. C. Anthony. D. Okay, well, um, Mitch hates it. (laughs) So I think we're going to go with him. Hold on. Before you say anything, I think that you're about to say that you think it's going to be Halo Legends. Is that what you're about to say? Okay, you can just move on to whoever you have. <laughs> I feel like every time we have a game, it's like, "Hey, Mitch, thanks for thanks for dropping by." <laughs> but do you want to do you want to talk about that a little bit more, or no? Well, I I am worried it's just gonna be Halo Legends because Halo Legends was so disappointing, dude. Like anime, there's some cool anime stuff. Like I'm not gonna say that like generally anime is not worth your time because there like there's stuff that you that you can enjoy in it but i just feel like just the whole halo thing just shit the bed so hard like they didn't even use sound effects from halo what the hell that's pretty bad like they just use like some sort of generic sound effects and like none of the stories were really good except for the one that was like non-canon it was pretty much like dragon ball z halo but like yeah i don't know like it for something that could have been so awesome it was just so disappointing so like and like Mass Effect is like one of my probably my favorite sci-fi franchise right now and I'm just worried that they're just going to totally crap crap on that too so a repeat performance is what I'm afraid of you know what's funny is that I always I thought that um Rooster Teeth's animated thing that they did because it was like a Halo cartoon essentially it was in a different vein because it was you know comedy but it had little action bits too i thought that was way better than anything because i haven't watched a lot of halo legends but it's on streaming now and i kind of flipped through it some and i couldn't i couldn't stand to watch any of them for longer than like a few minutes yeah they're they're all pretty terrible because the writing is terrible the voice acting is terrible yeah yeah i thought rooster teeth's animated thing that they did and they just funded that themselves yeah well well, then they then they stopped making it because microsoft was making halo legends so we'll never see Yeah. yeah The fruits yeah. of that labor, Thanks. which is disappointing because it was cool, like like Thanks, you said, Microsoft. it was interesting. <laughs> they also um, ruined that Command and Conquer Generals mod too, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, well, Eddie, do you just want to continue? Um, what to the next one? No, uh, like with what thought. you were talking about, or oh. is, that, is that what all you got? Oh well, no, I mean, I just you know, I I love the Mass Effect, I love the Mass Effect universe, but I don't know, I just don't have a ton of confidence that I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. The Mass Effect universe is very cool, so maybe you know I'll, I'll be able to really get into something else. But I I, I want to see more of Shepard's stuff, or you know, if it's like a side story about like a particular character, it could be pretty cool um, that we already know. But I'm just not into the whole like here's a character that you know what I mean. Like it like uh, this this won't enhance the main story at all. It's just a some, little character some and a cool, no name that happens to yeah. exist in the same. 
You know, yeah. like have they said? Example. Like have they said who's going to write it? That's what I'm worried no. about. Okay, Mm-mm. so that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> if they get the actual Mass Effect writers, it's possible that they could find some cool. Because what is it? it's going to be an anthology, right? It's not going to be like a feature. No, I think it's like a movie. It oh, it is going to be a feature. Yeah, it says animated film. Said, yeah, animated film. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was kind of working under the assumption that it would be an anthology film. I don't know if I think it's going to be any better for being a feature. Because what did I watch? I watched the um, oh, uh, Chronicles of Riddick anime. That's why I was. I was Dark Fury, and that, yeah, that was that. There was really nothing worthwhile in that. Like, yeah. I'm I trying to think a, of good examples of a thing where they've taken and done a side story. Mm-hmm. I feel like Battle of Star Galactica, like Razor, was a really good example that was mm-hmm. like a it was kind of a side story, but still enhanced the main story because it showed mm-hmm. you some stuff that maybe and you some didn't. of the yeah, and those character well, those characters played into the main plot too. Yes, yeah. Well, that was one of my problems with Halo Legends is that they were all like cast off characters designed to tell like a bland story and then just be killed. So it's like they don't muck up the established canon too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like you're basically getting nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you didn't watch Halo Legends, it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah actually, I'd, I'd almost argue that Razor was, you know, pretty necessary to Battlestar. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. It, it needs to be, if they're going to do it, it, it should be kind of crucial in a way, you know? Or at least pay off somehow. Like if you're playing the game later and you're like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be cool, yeah. Anthony, you got anything? Yes, I do. Um, I just, uh, you know, I agree with what everyone said here, but I don't know if like anime is the right tone or style for Mass Effect. I think um, maybe something more like the Star Wars Clone Wars would actually work better than an anime style um, in terms of just animation and everything. Um, you mean like the that's the CGI version, right? Right, there, right. There's yeah. two versions of the Clone Wars. There, there, there right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I'm talking about the, the current series that's on right now. Gotcha. Not, okay. not the little shorts that came before that were sort of anime-ish. Uh, right. Those were good, and but and Star Wars can work that way. I don't see that working with Mass Effect, though. Um, I just really, yeah, it's kind of its tone and like the way it's. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing I think I just, of. Did you guys ever watch Ghost of the Shell? Because I love. Yes. I love the Ghost of the Shell series, and mm-hmm. just imagine like a Mass Effect with that style, with that kind of writing. And I think that'd be pretty actually, cool. Like, I think if it could hit that caliber of writing and and uh, uh, animation, then yeah, they, there there could be a chance. But I'm I'm guessing it's going to be more like Dark Fury or the Animatrix or you know yeah. what? Oh God, the Animatrix, the, the, bat, the Batman <laughs> animes that they made or shit like that. So right. So what? Yeah. Like, I, I, just to finish up, like. Um... I don't think it's going to be good, but I'm giving it a D and seven F because I'm holding out a sliver of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't I, isn't the thing I about give Jap- hope to the world? I leave none for myself. <laughs> isn't the thing about Japanese anime is that it's like really cheap to produce? Oh uh, like, yeah, it's actually cheaper to produce than live action for them, I believe. Or that was the main reason, and then maybe it's just culturally, you know, that's the way it stuck. I mean, Japanese live action films have gotten more notice in the past couple of years. There are a few directors that, that break out, but it's all like really like crazy horror movies or, or shock stuff, you know? Ringu. Yeah. Yeah. Ringu. Uh, no, you're right. It's exactly that genre of movie, like the Asian horror film, uh, and, uh, or a director, uh, Takashi Miike, who just directs the most ridiculous twisted shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. 
that's the kind of stuff that ends up getting done in live action and, and just anime for everything else. Because why not? All right. Sounds good. Let's move on to the next topic. I'm sure everybody is familiar with this one. Um, this week, Anonymous or Anon or whatever you want to call them attacked a bunch of Sony's websites because they are mad that Sony is pursuing George Hotz or Geo Hot um, for being a hacker. So they hacked. Okay. You understand. Um, <laughs> there was hacking involved somewhere. Right. Right. They, they, Anonymous yes. hacking. Anonymous hacking because Sony hates hackers. So it's, it's very like circular. Well, it wasn't just that. It was that they had, they had done a denial of service, which shut down PSN and kept people from doing things that, that you know. Right, right. And, and, yeah. and, and also there was a thing that came out that maybe they tried to get information from Sony executives and post that, but it said that maybe that wasn't true. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that goes around that story. But just in a general sense, grade Anon's attack on Sony. Mitch. F. Mm. Jeff. Z. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. An Anthony. F. Mm -hmm. Eddie. F. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to get yeah. hacked. Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> I mean, we're freaked. I kind of knew that was going to happen. So, so um, here's the thing. I'm actually afraid to write anything about Anonymous on our site because I don't want... Like, they scare yeah. me. And, they frighten me. And, and, they really like, do. Seriously, like, isn't that... the like? That's the definition of terrorism. That's the definition yeah. of cyber and terrorism. And they say that, they're, that they don't like the, the people that hold the, the spread of information back, but like I'm afraid to, to say how I feel I'm about them. I'm afraid to spread my information about them, so yeah. my opinion. Well, so, so the thing that I was, I was you know, we kind of talked about this in an email thread, but my position is that it seems like Anonymous wants everybody to think of them as white hat hackers that are using their skills because you know what the white hat hacker does is he'll break into a system and say, "Okay, here are your vulnerabilities. You should fix yes. these." Yes. You know. Um, so I, I feel like they're they're kind of trying to apply that sort of ethical hacking to social issues, or that's the way they want people to think of them. So they, whenever WikiLeaks happened, they were like, "All right, we strongly believe in open government. Um, anybody who doesn't support this, or you know." They, they ended up hacking like the credit card companies that wouldn't take payments for donations or you know other shit like that. Um, and there, there were a couple other things like their their big like first. There was the stuff with Iran that they did that, that yeah. you know, right? Um, the 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 um, internet in Iran and then the whole Scientology protest that they do, um, probably still do. Like that was the, the the first thing I heard about them. But like the thing is. Anonymous is basically an anarchist collective. They don't have like one person setting policy and saying, all right, these are the targets we're going after. It's like a loose collective of hackers who sort of open source their protests. And if enough of them get riled up about something, then that's what they go after. See, that's why I almost gave them a D because it's like it, it, you know, I mean, I, I was leaning heavily F, but the reason I almost upgraded to a D was because. They actually called off the stuff with Sony because they realized, they, and they even said like it's not furthering our goals and it's hurting customers. It's probably because enough of the other ones got riled up that was like, "Hey, this is stupid." Right? <laughs> right yeah, they said no. they'll stop attacking the PSN, but they're still going to attack Sony websites and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah. They said they probably went too far. I read yeah. in an article on N4G. Yeah. And so See, that's, that's the thing. That's... is because there's no leadership behind it that you're going to have occasional big pockets of it that might do something ridiculous. Right. You know? And so yeah, it's... You have, basically, you have factions within it. And some of them yeah. are like, we can hack anything. Yeah. I hate Sony, you know? Like that's yeah, someone might do something like a... claim that they're part of Anonymous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, that's the other thing is that their uh, Anonymous news website, anyone can post a press yeah. release to that site. There, there are no controls. So there was actually a thing recently where the Westboro Baptist Church apparently yes. posted a press release mm-hmm. pretending to be anonymous, calling out Westboro. So they were basically they were trying to get anonymous to attack them. They were trying to get publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like immediately as soon as they did that, anonymous was like, "Hey, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to, sure, we'll hack you, but. <laughs> I mean, it, it's weird. Anonymous is such a weird thing because it's it's fascinating to me mm-hmm. that this like exists and that nobody can that nobody could do anything about it. You know what I mean? Because well, there was that security company that tried to go after them, and then they they got that they owned that security company. Well, also that's 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 the thing. That security company was shady as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, it's, it's that's a, it's why they a, simultaneously scare me too, because it's like, man, they could just take stuff down if they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's it's tough because like I, I, I understand some of their perspective, and I understand yeah. why people would think this, but I think they've chosen a really immature, destructive way of trying. Like, I don't think that's a a, a, a productive way of protesting. Like, no, it's it's not. You can still probably get more done by like protesting just outside mm-hmm. of the Sony buildings and stuff like that. Or you can at least get more attention here. When this comes up as a news story, if it does, you know, anywhere mainstream, it'll just look like a bunch of juvenile pranksters on the internet, you know, yeah. having a, like I said, a digital tantrum about something. And with all the things going on in the world, this is the thing they choose to decide that they're judge, jury, and executioner about. Like, right. my, my point of view is whether or not, like, Geohots may or may not have broken the law with this, you know, breaking the, the DMCA, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, he may or may not. They'll have his. He'll have his day in court, and they'll get to decide. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just say like, "Oh, well, we're just going to do this now because we don't like the fact that Sony was trying to prove a jurisdiction, so they got all these IP addresses and everything like mm-hmm. that." They yeah, think Sony's like, going to like sue all these people that they got the IP addresses for. No, they were just trying to get prove that it they. The case can be tried in California. Right. They were they were trying to find that like a certain number of people that downloaded it were in California. Or something right. Exactly. Like that. So it will stay in that district court. Like did, nobody bothers to. They just see headlines and they just start commenting without even reading the articles, and then they just start. I like. I'm really just just irritated by the whole thing. It's well, childish and immature. And I even have sympathy for people that say I bought it. It should be mine to use however I want because I feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't like the idea that well I bought it. I want one of it, but. That battle's already been lost with this generation and with this PS3. So, if you have something that you want to, you know what I mean, like going and throwing a fit about about it right now with with the PS3 is a lost cause. Like if you bought it, you agreed to the terms. You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. so. It's One like if to, you want to protest about it and have an issue, like talk about it for the PS4 and like write don't to buy their and, stuff. Yeah, don't that's buy their true. stuff. Like or them, or go 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 back to an older generation that isn't as big a deal. Like that's the thing, you know. Yeah. Isn't there like a big homebrew community around the Saturn? Like because it's it's you know a relic the of Dreamcast. technology. Dream, oh, yeah, yeah, the Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That's Dreamcast. what it is. It's Dreamcast. I knew there was one of the older systems that that was a big deal. 
Because of like, the VMU, they can do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what ends up happening. Like eventually there'll be a point where the company either no longer cares about the technology, it becomes abandonware. And they're like, all right, yeah, that's, you know, de facto legally, you're not going to get sued for it because nobody gives a shit anymore. Well, and the issue isn't modding your PS3 or whatever. The issue is going into the PS3 source code and putting it up for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like, that's the issue. Like, that's Sony's property. You mean yeah. like, yes, the machine is yours, but the source code. Yeah, like the, the software <laughs> and the technology that someone else created exactly doesn't yeah. belong to you. It doesn't give you the right to like, you know, distribute it and then alter it however you like. So it's someone else worked and created that. You know mm. what I mean? Like you yeah. can't like just. I don't understand I'm, altering I'm, it. I wouldn't. I don't understand posting it. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bill, well I mean, how else are people going to know that he's an awesome badass if he doesn't? Post yeah, it? and that's part of it. <laughs> he wanted the attention. Well, yeah, know? he made a rap video. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so like I sympathize with people that say like I bought this, it should be mine because I feel that way. But you know, don't buy it if you don't want that this con this generation. And you know, you know the other thing you fight can it for the next, to, fight it for the next you know iteration of it. Think about like DCSS, the the algorithm that um, lets people rip DVDs. Like mm-hmm. that that is just that's everywhere. There are so many programs that have that. And can unencrypt DVDs. Like you, there are dozens and dozens of them out there. And I want to say the reason that, that became so widespread was because whoever distributed it only distributed the algorithm that decrypted everything. They didn't say, "Well, here's you know here's everything you need to know about it." I mean, I, I might be talking out of my ass, but I want to say like I read that there was like when it was first legally challenged, somebody made it a shirt with it on it. Because it was that's that was how simple it was. It was like this is all the code you need to rip a DVD. I put it on a shirt. Yeah. You know, I actually feel like looking that up now. But <clears throat> I mean, just just think about like what's different about the PS3 hack that it couldn't have existed like DCSS does. Is it just that Sony is more hardcore about it, or is it that they went about it the wrong way of releasing it? Because I feel like maybe it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sony is probably a little bit hardcore about it, but Geohot has not impressed me with his behavior at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> Crow's cool. got to get his bronze on. He's going to go to South America. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, Mitch, Nick, do you have anything on that? Uh, well, it's an F, of course, I think. Um, I mean, it's it's silly because I almost didn't get to watch Netflix on my PlayStation. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> because... These fools want to hack it, like, and that's the thing. Like, y'all talk, you know, about it a lot, but I mean, there, there's a difference between like, hey, let's take down the man, and then be like, hey, let's fuck that dude right over there. That's our friend, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of non dudes have PlayStation threes, and they want to play on PSN with their friends, and then they're like, hey, friend of mine who is also in a non. Can you please not do this? I would like to play <laughs> Resistance tonight. You know, like I mean, yeah. Like I, think I about just, the average PlayStation user who has no idea about all this stuff, who yeah. is just trying to go on and shoot his friends in the face by playing some Call of Duty Black Ops, and he can't get on, and he doesn't even know why. You know what I mean? Like how? What? What the? What the heck, man? So the third story is. Let's see. Third story is Bioshock creator Ken Levine said that current games, the the sex in current games is like puppets with their clothes off. 
it's more he said in the quote here is it's more like the movie Team America <laughs> as opposed to like something like Black Swan, like a sex scene like that. Um, and he says that it's kind of silly. And and yeah, I mean, that's basically what he says. He says it's kind of silly. So what do you th- do you think he's kind of silly? Let's see the grade on that one. <laughs> Wait, so are, are we grading? Oh, you're grading, grading the comment. You're grading him. the comment. Yeah. Okay. okay. So grading him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an S because he made Bioshock. <laughs> this is true, and he's going to make Bioshock Infinite, I think, and that is super exciting. S-S. But let's let's start with Jeff. Jeff, grade Bioshock's creator saying sex in games in current games is like puppets with their clothes off. Jeff. A. Anthony. S. Eddie. Everybody already one up to me. I guess I'll just do A so I don't sound like a copier. (laughs) Mitch. (laughs) F. What? Mitch is the perv. Mitch, I'm going to you first. Uh, Why do you love puppet sex? (laughs) Why do you like (laughs) pixel pits? (laughs) Digital dongs, go. I'm just gonna let everybody get it out. Everybody, just say your thing. <laughs> oh, we on you now. I think we're done. I think we're done. Okay. Well, the reason I say the reason I say F is because it's really easy to criticize, but it's hard to create. So once Ken Levine comes out with a sex scene that isn't two puppets banging, you know, then maybe I'll come back and give some credence to his statement. But you know, th- this is a kind of thing in the video game industry, like na- right now, like we talked about last time. It's just people talking shit. Mm, yeah, no, that that is true. There is Ooh, a lot of Mitch that. coming out the gate. Dang. I love that. That was strong, so, Mitch. I, I was I saving just... up my bile during a non, and now I'm just bringing it. <laughs> well, so I, although I do agree that there's way too much smack talking in the games industry right now, I definitely think he's right about the the caliber of sex scenes. That it's just the they're just silly. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, no, when you can't listen, until like, you can make characters that look like they're actually kissing, like. Listen, in Dragon Age 2, on the second time around, I played as a female hawk, and I romanced Isabella, and it just looked ridiculous, because you had these two women with, like, giant boobs, and their boobs are, like, clipping through each other. (laughs) Unzip. Keep going. Don't stop. (laughs) Continue. And there there, there was a lot of screen tearing, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't disagree with the statement. I'm just saying, like, like it's just like I said, like sex in video games is ridiculous. But until he can prove that, you know, it's not just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just tawdry tixel pits. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting that he compares it to Black Swan because that's I actually feel like uh, that's a pretty good example of a sex scene that advances the story. You know, I I can probably count on you know maybe one hand how many movies actually have sex scenes that advance the story. Like I, I always think of. Um, a history of violence, the sex scenes in that are actually like mm-hmm. a big deal of the story. Um, mo- most of the time, even in really good movies, the sex scenes are just about naked people, you know? They don't really have much to, to say or, or... Why you hate naked people? I don't no, hate You know what, Jeff? People. You're actually right, because you know you always hear like actors say, well, I'll get naked if I think it's crucial to the story, but I've actually always sat there. I love watching naked women on screen. I've never actually seen it where it's absolutely essential that she be naked. <laughs> you know, they could still like have her pretend to be naked, but they cover up. You don't actually see anything. Like I've never mm-hmm. like you have to see nipple to understand this story. <laughs> never seen that happen. <laughs> and I love nipple. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean, 
maybe I actually watched um, Love and Other Drugs recently, and and Ew. Anne Hathaway is naked a lot in that, and I actually felt like that was, it was pretty justified for the story. I bet it was. I say boo because I hated the movie, not because I hated naked and half. Fair, fair, fair enough, but like I think you know, for what the story was going for, it actually fit mm-hmm. in. But um, I will examine this thoroughly, and I will let you know. <laughs> there will be a but thesis yeah, so on it's, it. It's. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's to bring it back to games. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> we don't do a gaming podcast. Wait, Wait I just this think most of the time, Mister Skin, the podcast. What? <laughs> I just think that most of the time it's pretty it's just pretty ridiculous. Like I mean it's gotten to the point now where where in sex scenes and games they'll cut away from them kissing because it's it like because they can't do it. You know? And I'm like, when you've got to do that, like why are you even doing the scene? Like what you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like if you're fade, fade to, about fade it, to black, why? you know, cut to like like a train going in a tunnel <laughs> or <rocket tank. laughs> like you joke, but you know, you joke, but Alfred Hitchcock actually did that in the movie. <laughs> Just to, like do something besides what you're doing, <laughs> man. In Mass Effect Two, uh, I have you know I play as a female shepherd and I romanced Garrus because why not? They did not show that. <laughs> yeah, on that one though, they just fade Whoa. fade out. Yeah, they just yeah. fade. They don't show anything. Garrus is a charming fellow. I don't blame you. I I would have. Yeah. We know you like Garrus, Smidge. I'd actually romance Garrus as well. Is there, Peter, is there a Peter Dinklage option in Mass Effect 2? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I we're the only ones I get that because it occurred outside of an actual podcast. All I know yeah. is when I saw yeah. that the chick from Chuck was going to be a Mass Effect 2, I was like, I'm banging her. Twice. Well, yeah, that's, that was my thing, right? Is like, S. Yeah. yeah. She, I did too. I saw but... she was in it. <laughs> yes. yeah. Nick, what do you think of the quote? Uh, I would give it a C because... I'm kind of halfway between Mitch and you guys. I think that it was a cr- completely correct statement, but at the same time, like Jeff was saying, and most and Anthony, like most of in most movies, it's kind of pointless anyways. Like it is pointless in in these video games. But yeah, like until somebody does it well, then why are you talking shit? You know. So yeah, I'll go see. I'll push on my own question. Um. I Does wonder anything... if he played. Did he play Heavy Rain? Because that one was a little bit different than Heavy Rain. Was probably a little bit. It was probably the handled best one. better. Yeah, it was handled yeah. better than a lot of other games I've seen. I gotta go save my son. Let's bone. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, that's another case where I feel she like was hot. Uh, Heavy Rain was hot. is is good for a video game. Like, did something well for a video game, but if it was a movie, it, it, it would have been a B thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Skinamax. 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 I totally agree. Yeah, that's the okay. thing. Like, uh, it was good for a game. Mm, yeah. And we always have to put that on at the end for a lot of things, sadly. So I think that's going to be the end of the game. We were supposed to do four, but I'm having major issues with my internet. So we're just going to do three. We're going to call it at three. We're going to say it was a good game. And I think, actually, I loved the fire that Mitch came with. So Mitch mm. uh, won. Oh, lame. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Canadian victory. so uh yeah that's that's the uh that's the game and i guess that will be the end of the podcast yeah rate and review the podcast on itunes follow us on twitter twitter.com slash gamer sushi i'm twitter.com slash eddie revis i'd rather not give out my twitter this particular week but twitter.com slash anthony taylor underscore (laughs) (laughs) and when anon takes down twitter to destroy anthony (laughs) 
Uh, I'm twitter.com slash Ian Freeze. I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. I am twitter.com slash mi7ch. And I am twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. Um, please don't hurt me. Uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's everything. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Don't Thanks, hack. guys. I don't have allegiance to the United States of Anon and all the totally righteous hacking. <laughs> oh God, I've screwed up their mantra. You're making it worse. Exactly like everybody who's. Rubber Bedford, Ripley, and Aykroyd. If it was River.